last time on Mobile Suit Annie Bros. Kenny apologizes for his war crimes, Camille is a man's name, and the cousins commit to watching all of UC Gundam. Now, stay tuned for the exciting conclusion of Mobile Suit Annie Bros. Part 2. Welcome to Annie Bros. Uh, as usual, we're the Bros. Uh, blah blah blah. Website www.annibrospodcast.com. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> it doesn't matter because <laughs> this is part two of our exciting deep dive into Gundam and Gundam accessories. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you liked our last episode, then you're gonna love this one. If you hate our last episode, or hate this one, <laughs> just just stop listening because uh, it's just going to be more of the w- same. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of the same. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So where we where, where we last left off, uh, we just uh, recapped. We didn't really recap the plot. <laughs> we recapped the we, watching. We gave a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly thoughts. Uh, uh, the. Like kind of our takes on what happened. Um, I guess that's what happens when we try to do a no spoiler uh, take yeah. on the whole thing. But uh, yeah, Zeta Gundam, highly recommend. Uh, yeah. So we watched that, and then Kenny watched the rest. And then of it. so yeah, <laughs> and then we got. It's like. I I don't want to say Earth's gravity pulled us in, but like the gravity of Gundam pulled me into the rest. Um, and it was actually a really cool opportunity because, you know, I had seen Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam, as it's like in the TV series mode, how it originally aired. Um, but one of the cool things about Gundam is that um, Tomino came back and re edited the series into three compilation movies mm-hmm. um and i tweeted this out after i finished the last one but i really think it's actually like a disservice to call them like recap or compilation movies because um they do a really good job of kind of seamlessly editing 43 episodes of a series into three concise uh good movies <laughs> like just gonna spoiler alert i love the gundam movies yeah, um, I think I think everyone does. Uh, they actually did, they did add more animation into them. They they mm-hmm. retouched some things and added animation, but which which is not out of place because it came out a year after the series ended, so mm-hmm. it's the animation like gels right into it. Whereas, yeah. uh, by contrast and comparison, the uh, the Zeta movies <laughs> were compiled in like two thousand six or something, and yeah. 
God, it looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so after I finished Zeta, um, I went and I, you know, I watched the three um, Mobile Suit Gundam movies. Uh, there's Mobile Suit Gundam and then Soldiers of Sorrow and Encounters in Space. Um, I want to I want to read their ti- their subtitles because it's like just such badass <laughs> movie names. Um, Encounters in space. Yeah, <laughs> it's very uh, seventy sounding. <laughs> oh, it totally is. Um, but like, I found these movies captivating. Um, I would watch essentially. I think I started and I watched like half of one the first night, and then I watched the remainder of it and then half of the next one. Mm-hmm. and then the next night i finished the second movie watch most of the third and then mm-hmm. just finish it off that next day um but like really i think you 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 made a comment to me that really summarizes how they work it's like okay just imagine mobile suit gundam but you took out all the toy commercials yeah, yeah. um and focused on the story that tamino wanted to tell um you know the the one year war the conflict between the uh federation and the principality of zeon mm-hmm. um you know i obviously don't want to rehash what we talked about last episode but um basically you have um space noids who um are people who born raised um on space colonies that orbit around earth um there's a the furthest one from um from earth side seven mm-hmm. um has this kind of philosophical revolution and they determine that they're going to be an independent from federate the federation they're going to form their own nation zeon um named after zeon dekum um a late philosophical leader uh, or he was the prime he was like the prime minister or yeah whatever the or something the functional government yeah. leader of that of that republic because it was the republic of yeah. beforehand right um and so they they start this war with earth um that one of the big major events in the beginning is they they take a space colony and they drop it on australia um and it wipes out like half of earth's population um and then they go to war with the federation um and where gundam starts is on side two no no side yeah. seven side seven is side seven is where gundam's is where amro's from where then side seven isn't moonzo i messed up my gundam history i thought they dropped a colony from side one on i thought it was i thought it was side two they attack side two Let's find. Let's find out. <laughs> Operation British. Yeah, side two. They okay. use side two for Operation British. They, they use, use island ifish. They use a. They use a colony from side two. Correct. Because it's important to remember that the sides are not colonies in and of themselves. Those are just the right. Lagrange points at which the colonies are all kind of clustered into. guess the real question is you're right Amuro is side seven so it must be side eight that is moonzo 
Sure, side eight. <laughs> We've messed up this podcast already. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a side eight. Pretty sure side and seven is the last one. Oh, wait, hold on. I guess side three. So, yeah, you're right. Side seven is Amuro. Um, so, cut to um, the, the Principality of Xeon, uh, in addition to being very, like, skilled in tactics and uh, having the upper hand of, like, a surprise attack, um, they also have mobile suits. They're kind of the first ones to really develop mobile suits. Um, and so they have, like, a superior fighting force. And the Federation is kind of scrambling to develop their own. And they're, they, they've just created the Gundam. Uh, RX-782 um, on side, and it's like on side seven. And so where Gundam opens, where the mobile suit Gundam opens is there's an attack on side se side seven mm -hmm. um, to get kind of, wasn't planned as an attack. It was really just recon, but somebody gets a little eager. Um, and so Amuro Ray, the main character in Gundam, uh, his father was working on the Gundam and developing it. And when the colonies attack, he's near where the Gundam is, and he grabs the manual, hops in the cockpit, and figures it out, <laughs> and mm. takes now out some Zaku. It's, it's important to note that the manual is sh like blown uh, out of a briefcase by uh, some incoming fire, <laughs> and like yeah. the briefcase opens, and the manual fl flies out right into like the open page of how to use it, <laughs> right in front of Amuro, and he's like, "Hey." I can do that. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's where it starts. You know, there's um, a bunch of refugees from Side 7 that escape onto a Federation ship called White Base, um, which Xeon Force is called Trojan Horse. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of... A lot of the senior staff on that ship die <laughs> in the resulting attack. Um, and so... It's the acting captain of White Base, this guy named Bright Noah, uh, super important character. 19-year-old kid. Series. Yeah. Somehow. He's 19? Yeah, he's 19. And he somehow wow. uh, gets a commission of, like, the most advanced battleship in the entire Federation yeah. forces. And they um, don't take it from him <laughs> later no. on. They're just like, guess you can have this. Um, and so that's what kicks off the journey of White Base. Um, you know, they start in space. And then they land on Earth. Um, is it an emergency landing on Earth, or do they intend to go to Earth? No, they intend. They tend to go to Earth because they have to go to. They have to go to Jabiru. Jabiru. Right? Yeah. Um, so they go to Earth. There's a lot of conflict that happens on Earth. A lot of traveling around. Um, and they start making a name for themselves because. Um, because the Gundam. In addition to the Gundam. <laughs> Yeah, they keep accidentally ruining Zeon's day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's a ragtag group of kids. Like, it's refugees that got onto a ship and get conscripted into the Federation Army. And um, because Amuro isn't adept at piloting the Gundam, they keep him as the pilot. Um, two other kids, Amuro's age, um, Hayato ends up piloting the gun take. 
the gun tank, which is like a, um, a an early version of a mobile suit. <laughs> it's like a tank. Uh, that has, it's, it's a like tank a, with it's a, a body. <laughs> it's a tank. It's a tank. It's only a tank. It's a tank with a stupid bubble cockpit on the top that could get destroyed yep. easily. So it's this really <laughs> dumb design that I don't understand why they would build. Yeah. And the um, the gun cannon, which is one of my favorite mobile suits ever, um, piloted by Kai Shiden. Now it's it's also um, up for debate whether or not the gun tank I- or the gun cannon is or is not a mobile suit. Oh, good point. Yeah, because it is it one of the early. It's an early prototype thing, and it doesn't use monopsy particles to function. Right. And it, like, can't do anything. <laughs> so <laughs> so. Uh, really an artillery unit yeah i mean it's humanoid but it doesn't really work in the same way Mm -hmm. um so those are the three main units on white base and then you have like the there's some jets that get introduced along the way the core booster um one of the cool things about gundam is that the actually the gun tank the gun cannon and the gundam all actually have a central um jet (laughs) hidden inside them um the the core fighter and um kind of the what that means is in a situation they could in theory fly away or like escape if they need to um it doesn't really come up in the movies because again they cut out a lot of the we need to sell toys aspect of it so they kind of focus more on the the central driving plot and the characters more than the action really yeah i uh they they totally strip out like any mention of the core fighter in the movies. Yeah, like the concept <laughs> is just like missing, but they accidentally leave in uh one shot of the Gundam yeah. with his legs off at, in Albo yep. Q, and I'm just, with the yep, with the yep. core fighter sticking out, and I'm just like, hmm. I mean, I know what's going on, <laughs> but they, yeah, they shouldn't have left that scene in there. <laughs> then they introduce the core booster, which Sailor's a pilot of. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, so, like, I haven't seen the original Gundam for a very long time, and re-watching these movies was so cool because, one, the plot of Gundam is a lot better than I remember. Like, it's, there's actually a lot going on that's really well executed, and it definitely benefits from being able to just hone in on what matters and cut out all the fluff. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also, like, something i didn't really understand as a kid is that white base is essentially a decoy unit uh, and they're used by the federation as a distraction while the real war is being fought yeah because Um, the xeon are obsessed with getting rid of it so they're yeah it's it's almost like um it's almost like if professor oak knew that team rocket was trouble and so he gave ash pikachu and he's just like here go distract these idiots yeah um because what? that's what wh- that's really what white base is. It's just like Zeon spends so much time trying to track it down and get the Gundam and destroy them, um, and white base keeps like because um, Amuro is this thing called a he's a new type. Um, he has some like latent <coughs> psychic abilities and he's a quick learner, um, and so like he's able to defeat a lot of these Zeon forces. Um, and really, like, white base just kind of, like, white knuckles it and just, just takes people out. Um, and so there's this, there's a distraction. And 
that was and it's like so well grounded because it's like the federation really doesn't care about them they're just using them for so that they can like take some pressure off um and they're kids <laughs> like they deal with a lot of shit but they're just like kids trying to like survive uh, yeah. i love i kind of loved being able to re-experience that yeah uh i liked it as well i hadn't watched those movies since like high school mm-hmm. and so i was like oh yeah this, this is pretty good because I, I, it keeps getting a little muddy like uh watching all the other gundam stuff that's not original mm-hmm. gundam mm-hmm. and i like i couldn't completely remember like all right what's like retconned and what's yeah like in the show and what am i what what's the actual show saying by itself without like my memories like clouding it up so watching Mm -hmm. it again was was really nice to be like all right the core story is like is x and now i see where the other pieces kind of like added added information to make the Mm -hmm. story work more as a whole universe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we're gonna get into this a lot later, but like this, this is the first time where because I'm seeing, um, Gundam all together, like it really made me evaluate my position on the show and and kind of who I support throughout the course of the show. Okay. Um, because it's like because how white base is used and also like Gundam really exposes both sides in a conflict pretty well um you really get to know the enemy you really get to know these the zeon forces um and they tend to have a bit more personality than the federation forces um so that was also something that i really liked about watching the recap movies mm-hmm. um is just getting you're just getting concentrated gundam it cuts out all the fluff and you can i found it really easy just to sit and watch like two hours and be like okay cool yeah. Um, something that I don't, I really don't want to watch all of Monster Gundam TV mm-hmm. at all. Like, I just don't want to. But I am curious, not enough to watch it, but I am very curious because uh, the, so the movies, right? Each movie is about two hours. And yeah. it does a great, great job of just, like, condensing the story into, like, this is the facts. This is what happens. And the pacing is, like, good enough. It's fine. Uh, but character, some characters, motivations and uh, build up, I want, <laughs> I think, are a little rushed in the movies. For example, yeah. like, Ron Burrell, you, he's introduced. He reveals who he is. Kasela and then dies, like, really yeah. quickly. And I think in the show, his arc is, like, ten episodes or something. So you get, like, yeah, you get to know him a lot more. Be- mm-hmm. So you're, like, more invested in, like, what's going on. And, like, I don't know if they actually do cut anything out of, like, Char and Sayla talking or their story together. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they don't spend enough time kind of, like, explaining Shar's motivations for things. They give us enough information for us to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I'm I killed Garma. 
I <laughs> like I'm actually this guy. Bye, I'll yeah. go. Let's fight. Time to go. End of movies. I'm like, what? <laughs> actually, I definitely agree with you there. Um, because there's like a five minute sequence where Sela is confronting so Sela Mass um is the sister of Shar Osnabul. They're both um those are both not their real names. Um it's uh Artesia, um, Dekum and um Caspal. Yeah, Dekum. Um and it is. It's like a five minute sequence where Sela confronts Shar and there's like a reference to oh that old crazy Jimba Rao that used to talk about how our father was poisoned by the Zabi family. Um, and then suddenly, and that's in the last <laughs> recap movie. Yeah. Um, and so then suddenly you're like, oh, that's why Shar is the way that he is. Um, so I agree with you there. It, I guess the one thing that I c- it can't compartmentalize from my experience with the movies is the knowledge of Gundam I already had. Yeah. Um, so just being able to see it kind of quickly go through everything, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, so for me, right, it's fine, and I loved it, but... <laughs> I, I just I haven't watched the original since like it came out on Toonami <laughs> mm-hmm. a long time ago. And right. so I just don't remember if there's more stuff where they talk to each other mm-hmm. like that I d- that they cut out or maybe they didn't or maybe what we saw is literally the extent of it. I don't actually know. And Yeah. I, I would just I'm a little, I'm di- disappointed in the amount of motivation reveal <laughs> that mm. in the movies and if if it is that there was more in the show, I think they could have done away with some of the other stuff and added more of the character yeah. stuff. But if not, then it's cut as good as it can be, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good that's a great point. And it, you know, I think the audience for the movies is a little bit older than the audience for the show, because um, they're really told more as like war yeah. movies. <laughs> well, and remember, they um, it came out literally the year after it came out in nineteen eighty. Yeah. Or maybe nineteen, yeah, nineteen eighty through nineteen eighty one, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, watching all, consuming all of this Gundam. I like started to think about like how my dad would just watch war movies on me- Memorial Day, <laughs> like turn on like Turner Classic or something, yeah, and just binge war movies like Bridge Over the River Kwai or yeah, um, you know, like The Great Escape or something like that. That's uh, that's this and for us. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> that's what this felt like is like. Yeah, I'm just going to sit here and kind of veg out in front of, like, dramatizations of the Great War. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, this is our war. <laughs> the <laughs> one-year war. I this to- is what we fought in. <laughs> I totally know what you mean. You're just like, mm, yeah, I really like imagining the late war period and just like, yeah, you remember that battle? Oh, yeah, that battle was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, And, like, I... So I had a realization, and this kind of feeds into kind of even the next two that we're going to talk about. Um, in watching the Mobile Suit Gundam movies, it really hammered home to me, and I, and I think this might be an addition, uh, like a something Tamino realized near, like near the end of Gundam, is that while Amuro Ray is the protagonist, he is not the main character of Gundam. Shar Osnabel is the main character of Gundam. Yeah. Like if you think of like Gundam as a whole, it's like it's this guy. Char is the the like central p- 
point of Gundam. Yeah, he's like the His master puppet puppet master. Yeah. Of the whole thing. And you know, watching the the compilation movies, it's like his. So Shar, um, Shar is the son of um, Zion Dekum, and that means that he really is kind of the the person in the best position to actually lead the Principality of Zion or the Republic of Zion or just the just the space noid the concept of liberation, Zion. yeah. Um, movement and his father is uh assassinated by the zavi family who you know were his were his supporters but they also wanted power for themselves um and they create the principality of zeon in his image or in his name um literally and so shar like goes he's like he doesn't prevent members of the Zabi family from dying. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. Like he he sends Garma, the youngest Zabi, um, in this iconic Suicide Gundam mission. battle that Yeah. Right after he and just witnesses him being to his like his girlfriend at the time. Just like Yeah. Like after this battle I'm gonna quit being a Zabi and join you. And Shar's <laughs> just like watching it in the corner, like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, I guess Dolza is next. Um, this big, muscular um, member of the Zabi family who's like a, a commander. And, well, he's um, the commander of the Space Forces. He is yeah. like the guy. And, you know, that one's less Shar's doing. No, no. Um, he doesn't actually really interfere with Disposal yeah. at all. It's because Dolza's so good. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. He's the best character from the best zombie. He is. He's he's great. Um, but then he's like directly involved. Well, I mean, Kaisela Shar goes to work for Kaisela, who's like the. She's she's kind of the rivals with um, Garen. Yeah. Garen. Yeah. Um. Garen's the oldest Zabi son, and he's kind of leading the Principality of Zeon, um, both with his father's approval and without. <laughs> uh, Degwin Zabi is like the the patriarch of the family, and he he does rule, but his kids sometimes ignore him to do their own things, and sometimes. his eldest son certainly has his own objectives. Oh yeah, and Degwin is the one basically who masterminds the assassination of Zeon Daikun. Yeah. So, like, Degwin's not without fault, but... No. It's just crazy, like, because the zombie family is very, like, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd think, you'd think that Degwin would be the worst one because he, like, mm-hmm. assassinated a guy to take power. But he's, like, the most reasonable... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's just like I just want to rule. I don't want to start a big war, you guys. And his kids are like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. We're, like, we're going to we've done war. it. Let's <laughs> sue for peace now. Yeah. And everyone else is like, no, we need glory. And he's just like, um, God damn it, this is not how what what could have happened. <laughs> yeah. But he's a little and bit sympathetic, you know, sympathetic in that. Like, yeah, I agree. Um. You know, I I think p- if someone's looking to get into Gundam, I would definitely, you know definitely consider watching the the compilation movies 
Um, especially because one thing they definitely include is every iconic Gundam location, uh, sequence, character. They're all there. And so it's like such a beautiful crash course on what has become one of Japan's most important pop culture franchises. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's like iconic locations. They just Last episode I talked to. Speaking, yeah. speaking of that, sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. They just uh, remodeled the Gundam Cafe in Akiba. So it used to share the, like the Gundam Cafe was there. And then next door to it was the AKB48 Cafe, which closed. And so the Gundam Cafe took over the, the big space of the AKB48 Cafe. So it's this huge place now. And they nice. and they remade they they built uh the Xeon diner, and oh, it, and nice. it and it looks it's modeled after the bar that Shar is sitting in when when Guren gives his speech. Oh geez, and really? There, and there's like a like a porcelain Shar sitting on the bar stool next to the TV, <laughs> and you can like you can sit there and they they sell like a. A glass of neat whiskey you can get and just like sit there next <laughs> next to him and and watch the, awesome. the tv yeah it's cool um but like you know i last episode i mentioned that one of the things that i kind of kind of collect is um like gundam video games and my favorite gundam video game is um this ps2 title called federation vs Zeon, where you you play out uh, as either side of in the one-year war and there's so many levels that are like lovingly crafted from iconic scenes in Gun- in the in Gundam, the original Gundam. Um, and watching the movies, I was like, "Oh, I've played this level like a million times." Like <laughs> when they're hiding, they like at one point White Base before Garma dies, Garma Zabi dies. They hide White Base in this like blown out stadium, mm-hmm. um, and it's this like super iconic setting. Or um, you know, later on, there's this like seaport where they're at, where you, um, where White Base gets attacked, or like Jaburo, this hidden Federation ba- base in in Africa. Um, it's just every or like um, Luna Two, Axis, uh, Ah such a weird name. Um, it's all there. Like it's it's this perfect crash course, and you can you can essentially get like a condensed uh education on the I- iconic scenes in Gundam in like 8 hours with the movies. So that was like really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing to note that though that uh Jaburo is not in Africa, it's in South America. Oh shit, really? Yes. My bad. It's very that makes sense. It's all jungly. It's in the Amazon, isn't it? Uh yes, it's in the middle of the okay. rainforest. Okay. My bad. That makes more sense. Um as we've demonstrated, we're not we're not good at our Gundam geography because <laughs> we couldn't remember the sides either. <laughs> it's not, yeah, those ones are hard because there's like so many colonies, but yeah. it's confusing because they refer to the side as like the colony location, even though mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of colonies at one point. Yeah, and then some of them will have names, some of them won't. Some of them are just like Colony Thirty, <laughs> Texas Colony. Yeah, Loam. There's all these, yeah. It gets confusing. You can call your colony whatever you want if you're the financier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, and so I was kind of I was 
like I was consuming Gundam in this like pendulum swing um, because starting with Zeta, like Zeta is middle UC uh, timeline. And then I went backwards to original Gundam uh, and then I swung forward to watch Char's Counterattack, uh, which is a movie that came out in 1988. Um, yeah. And Char's Counterattack is like the most beautiful Gundam. Um, at least of the the Gundams done in the eighties, like it is, yeah, gorgeous. It's it's cool. It's like, uh, it's like Zeta, but with really meticulous animation. But the yeah. the like style and tone is like Zeta. Mm-hmm. Like all absolutely, th- yeah. You can tell everyone who worked on Zeta worked on it, but it's just like there's no dumb moments where the animation's all off. It's just like <laughs> it just looks yeah really good the entire time, fluid. But they do the same stylistic, like, uh, like I, I, t- I told you this before. I love, like, the, they, like, slice in the character, like a mm-hmm. manga, while he's talking. But, like, yeah. the background is still, the, like, the Gundam moving around or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And they keep totally all that Totally iconic Gundam thing. Yeah. Um, so, Char's Counterattack is a, is a movie. It was made as a movie um, and, and kind of written and composed that way. So, it, it feels different from other Gundam. Um, and it also like it feels very mature, like the way it starts. Like it, it kind of you can tell it's a a movie made in the eighties because it has like a you know there's like a nice music overture and it goes straight into some action and um you know it just you dive into this this it feels very cinematic. Look at Gundam, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, it takes place uh after Zeta, after Double Zeta. Um, and it, it re refocuses this, the story on Char Aznable, who has finally ascended to be the leader of the Neo Zeon forces. Um, and juxtapose, uh, to fill, to fill in during double Zeta, Mm -hmm. they defeat Hamong Khan and like the Zeon remnants regroup under Char, essentially. Just, just, just to um, fill you in on what happened. Yes, <laughs> that is the one missing piece where I went in there and I, I was like texting him, like, I, I, what's going on? <laughs> um, and then counter to Neo Zeon, you have um, Lundo Bell, which is an organization that's formed. Um, it's almost like they basically have the same mission as the Titans. They're like an inspection team. Yeah, they do. They, that's exactly what they do. Yeah. Um, they have less autonomy. And so they're right. So they're they're a, a branch of the Federation that's kind of aimed at enforcing the rule of law and like making sure that nothing weird's going on, <laughs> essentially. Um, but lo and behold, something terrible and weird is going on because the movie opens with um the Neo Zeon forces attacking um an asteroid and dropping it on the earth um which i think the one thing about shard's counterattack is the people on earth are not terrified enough yeah um, well that's his point because <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh because essentially shard's counterattack is he to summarize his belief humanity has not been a good steward 
of the earth and they pollute it it's become a place where they shouldn't live you know it'd be better for humanity to come to space push the boundaries of their existence embrace new types um and let give the earth a break and what he wants to do is force that to happen by driving the earth into a nuclear winter uh, by dropping two asteroids on it to trigger the the scenario the, the like the weather situation to just plunge it into like another ice age yeah um and so he succeeds at dropping the first asteroid and then um he has to do some subterfuge with federation to gain access to axis the traditional home for um the neo-zeon forces which they lost um and at the same time, like Amaro is trying to stop him. Uh, Lundo Bell is trying to kind of figure out what's going on and, and work within their, the boundaries to um, stop the stuff from happening. Um, and it's like, it, it's telling a much shorter story, but it's really forces kind of Shar and Amaro to a head. Mm-hmm. Um and because it's a Gundam series, it introduces some kids <laughs> um, where we get uh, Hathaway, who is Bright Noah's son. What a good name. Um, yeah, <laughs> great name. It's like Noah's, Bright's, Bright's kids are, so he marries Mirai, um, who is, uh, was the, um, essentially the pilot of White Base. The helm, um, helmsman or helms person. Helmsman. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um. And they have two kids. What is, what's his sister's name? Uh, something like totally normal. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Hathaway. She's not important. Yeah. No, she literally isn't. Um, Hathaway is apparently very important. Um, so Hathaway, and then, um, Hathaway gets on a shuttle going leaving Earth with like. Um, a high-ranking minister, like a vice minister for the Federation and his daughter, Quess. Um, supremely annoying individual. God damn it. I hate Quess. I hate her Quest so much. Worst. And it's not her, the f- again, it's, it's, it's also brilliant because it's not the fault of her writing. It's just yeah. like, she sucks. <laughs> I She's terrible. I hate her. I'm so, I just want her to just. She's like a spoiled brat. Yeah. And she feels super entitled to everything. And then she also, unfortunately, is a new type. <laughs> so um, she's entitled and talented, Yep, which is like the worst combination. Um, and, you know, there's some really cool stuff that happens in Char- Char's Counterattack. Great, great me- mech designs. Oh, yeah, um, the best. We get the... Uh, Amuro starts in the Re-GZ... Mm-hmm. Um, which he that little Gundam eventually thing. gives over. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a Gundam thing. Um, and then he also he goes to the moon to visit Anaheim. Um, this company, this, this arms manufacturer, this like whatever company. <laughs> it's like Raytheon and Boeing <laughs> all together in one. They're the wor- they're the worst, but they're like <laughs> they're the worst. You'll see they're even worse in, in yeah. Unicorn. They're they're actually terrible. Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, 
but so he goes there because they're manufacturing a new Gundam for him, uh, and he wants it to to counteract Shar because Shar um has the Sazabi, uh, which is sick. Which is, yeah, <laughs> which is like one of the best mech designs that has ever come out of Gundam. Um, this imposing red uh, knight of a mobile suit. If you like Sasabi's um, design and the design of uh, uh, the green guy, <laughs> I forget his name. The oh, the um, the crap. What are those things called? The one that um, the one that the what's his bucket? Yeah, the guy who also likes class uh, pilots. Shit, <laughs> what's damn it? Uh, that is um, Gune. Yeah, his mobile suit, the green one. It's like a small, it's like a little brother of the Sasabi. Yeah, shoot, what are those things called? Well, Fuck, if you, I'll go look it if up. you like that design and the Sasabi design, yeah. then, <laughs> A of all, you will like uh, Double Zeta, because like, most of the mech designs are kind of like following that trend. And mm-hmm. uh, B of all, that's like all the Zeon, Neo Zeon people in Unicorn have those types of yeah. mobile suits. They look like, oh, they, nice. they, they look like that. Yeah, I'm excited to get to Unicorn. Um, but there's there's like just a bunch of, not a bunch, there's like three small or three major battles in Char's Counterattack. And it's actually like a really, it's a very concise movie for being like two and a half hours long. It's like, or it's like two hours long. Um, there's the opening battle. There's the aftermath of that. There's another skirmish. Um, and then there's like this political intrigue and then there's the final battle. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's great characters. Um, Hathaway is a very frustrating character. He's like, but he's also second coming of cots. (laughs) Yeah, he really is. He's like the children of white base people are not well adjusted. (laughs) Yeah, If you think like they're spoiled brats in a different way, like they're entitled in different ways. They're just like. Yeah. I can do this. I've been growing up around this stuff all my life. I can just steal a yeah. mech. It's no problem. <laughs> it's like they're raised by war heroes, and so they're like, I can do this too. Um, it's like, no. Well, they <laughs> no. basically figured out all I, all that's going to happen to me is I'm going to get slapped. Yeah. I have to spend a couple <laughs> minutes in time out, and then I can go do whatever I want. So. Yeah. That's, um, that's it. So much I love about Char's Counterattack because it's. Like, one of the goofy things about um, spaceship design in Gundam is that they're, like, a lot of those early designs are kind of, like, plays on battleship designs where your, um, your like, bridge is kind of elevated off of the ship um, and is in a really weak tactical position because you just shoot the bridge. <laughs> like, you just, just blow up where the, the main officers are and you're good to go. Um, and something that they really hammer home in Char's counterattack is like when they get into battle, they drop into the secondary bridge, yeah, the com- like the, the, the like the bridge. battle bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the combat bridge. Um, which I I was so happy that they actually did repeatedly, um, because I, it would always frustrate me watching like Zeta. It's just like guys, get away from the windows, <laughs> like please go to the secondary bridge. <laughs> um. And I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica fan, and that show is very notable because the the um, CIC and the bridge where they kind of 
control that this massive space battleship from is in the center of the ship. Like it has no outside windows. Well, in real life, that's also uh, how it is. Yeah. <laughs> like real ships, all the way back into like World War Two times, the combat bridge is in the middle of the ship, and the yeah the real like the 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 bridge will relay orders down on what to do. Mm. Yeah. And so I, I'm really they embrace that and like the just the space combat is a little bit more fine tuned and um, the art budget's superior so they can just do some really amazing stuff. Um, we get uh, yeah great mech design in it, really good combat. Um, yeah, and then we just get kind of like I was kind of like on the edge of my seat because I couldn't remember how it ended. <laughs> And so I was like, how is this not going to end with a satellite cra- or a, um, a giant meteor crashing into Earth? Oh, dang. You don't, uh, if you don't remember how it ended, that's hardcore. <laughs> then. Well, yeah, I was going because I couldn't remember how they pulled it off. I couldn't remember if it was stopped outright or if it um, came full circle. But the nice thing is, like, in Zeta, Amuro and Char spend time together and they have, like, some conversations about their shared history and um this like central thing that happens in Gundam which is um Amuro accidentally kills Char's protege uh who is a new type and not before docking with her mentally right <laughs> <laughs> um cuz something that new types do is when they're near each other they connect on like a super emotional level and they like instantly form a bond um and then something that is revealed in Zeta a lot or like really reinforced in Zeta because it happens in Gundam is when a new type dies they kind of enter this ethereal new type network <laughs> where they're they exist in the memories of other new types um, that and they like and I don't really understand exactly what happens but they they explain like they can see time and they like mm-hmm. they're, they're always reassuring the people who are still alive like it's fine. Like, don't worry. Yeah. We can, we can see how it turns out. Like, just, like, don't be sad. Yeah. It's, re- and so, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. New types, uh, new types are whatever Tamino needed them to be at the moment. <laughs> um, and so Char and Amuro share this connection through Lala Soon, um, a new type that it was again Char's protege and accidentally killed by Amuro in combat um, because Lala puts herself in front of Amuro when he was about to like strike down Char um, and so she played that that emotional conflict plays a role in Char's counterattack. Um, one of my favorites <laughs> like Char encounters um, Amuro while he's on a diplomatic mission um and so he's not in like he's not in a mobile suit he's like wearing a suit and um Amuro makes some side comment and Char's like unlike you I'm not only a mobile suit pilot mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like destroys the whole man <laughs> just destroys Amuro he gets really pissed off um, at that line yeah and then they get into a tackling fight <laughs> yeah um Char always has a horse to ride um he's that's how you know he's he's a man's man yeah <laughs> So, I, like, I just, like I mentioned in our conversation about Zeta, like, one of my favorite aspects of that show is that we get 
um, a, we get to look at two two war heroes, Amro and Shar, as they're older. And so Shar's counterattacks are even older. It's even further in the future, um, or it's even further removed from the original Gundam. And they're all straight up. Like Amro has, yeah, and Amro has like become. He is like a really proficient pilot. Uh, he's an absolute force to be reckoned with when he's in a cockpit. Um, he's super. He's still, you know, helping engineers fine tune Gundams, and he's like, it's what he's good at. He's really good at it. And and Shar has also come into his own. Like he's finally taken up the mantle of his father, and um, he's leading Neo Zeon. He gives this really rousing speech to the Neo Zeon forces. Um, he has a total that shit insane plan and it's absolutely terrible um but well okay you know, hold on he... the, the plan isn't <laughs> terrible in what way do you mean terrible do you mean like it's a bad plan well, I mean, like, or like it's a it's no, like no, a, no. it's like a not it's an good e- thing to it's do. an evil plan yeah okay um, fine that's fair if, he even says that if Shar, yeah if Shar had said like we're gonna evacuate the earth and then i'm gonna do this like people have the choice you can either leave or you're gonna die like if he had done that, I'd be like, okay, I'm, well, I I care a little less. But Mirai is on Earth, man. Yeah. <laughs> like that's they keep. Um, one of the things I think that's really smart is they to to ground the like threat. Um, Bright Noah's wife Mirai, who is a central important character of the original Gundam, um, also makes an appearance in Zeta. Um, she's on Earth with her daughter because she wasn't able to get off the planet, and so we that gives us a, a vantage point into what's going on on earth while while Shar is trying to like plunge it into a nuclear winter um and so yeah i just like there were better ways to go about achieving your your goal Shar. but i i get what you're trying to do you're really gonna love unicorn <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward to it um, all this like is 100 percent relevant in unicorn like thing you're talking about there's um the combat is just amazing yeah um it's really good it's it's top like shar's counterattack. while i think um i think there are some not i wish shar's counterattack got the origins treatment where it could have like eight hours to tell its story as opposed to just one movie two two plus yeah. um because i feel like it has to rush through what they're trying to accomplish yeah i agree um which on which on one hand is fine because we get some of the best art that has ever existed in gundam um and we get hand-drawn mechs which is like something we don't really get in gundam anymore yep um but i just wish that there was like more breathing room <laughs> i almost wish that there was a an opening scroll that told us the you know that told us how we got to this point um because it it's it's a really high context movie you need to know the history of gundam um to get a lot out of it yeah for sure it's like end of eva <laughs> yeah it, it really it comes is. out that's in the theater it's a, a perfect it's not for everyone to just yep. go watch though it's for the people who know what's going on to go see yeah beautiful oh, okay so one of my favorite th- aspects of gundam is just beautifully realized um life in space yeah and char's counterattack introduces not necessarily introduced because they're in zeta 
but gives us the um the basically the grappling hooks that everybody uses to get around in zero g mm-hmm. um which is now like ranks very high on my i wish i owned that kind of thing <laughs> yeah um because like you know er, a lot of it takes place in space you're on a spaceship there's no gravity so you got to float around and how do you traverse large hangars and such well, you have a little grappling hook that has a magnet on one end and you shoot it in the direction you want to go. It attaches to a wall and it pulls you in. It's like the best thing ever. I, I, yeah, I like that. And I like that they like also show like Quest has a real hard time in Zero G. So you're just like yeah. stumbling around and hitting stuff. And they're just like, stop. Quest, the <laughs> God, the just absolutely insane, doesn't understand good ideas Quest, jumps out of a cockpit in open space and the only thing saving her from dying is that she like um inhales before she jumps out and like plugs her ears and nose and keeps her eyes closed until she like fortunately gets caught by Char. Yeah. God quest. It's a really dumb idea. But she does the right thing. Like it's all like physically accurate. Like she yeah. does what you I mean, if you did that in real life, it would be fine. <laughs> yeah i it's just one of those things where i was just like when i saw her do that i'm just like oh my god and Shar's encouraging this yeah well Shar's he totally kind of dick treats the... her like a weapon yeah yeah just like you're fine you're great i love you it's fine go out and <laughs> use those funnels please <laughs> yeah yeah so really enjoyed Shar's counterattack. um and then i was like okay so i've seen I've seen one potential end of the Shar timeline, so now um, you kept pushing me. You're like, you gotta watch Origin or the Origin, um, and so I was like, okay, I can do this because I think long form Gundam is my way, my favorite way to consume it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the compilation movies because it, you, like, as much as I love a lot of Gundam opening and ending themes, like just being able to sit there and just be like, give me the meat. Give me I, just I, I think, put it into my brain. I think the the recent uh format of one hour OVAs is like the perfect mm-hmm. happy medium between this. Yeah. Like absolutely. six one hour OVAs to tell a Gundam story is like, all right. That's good. I think that's pretty good. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to the origins, which is um uh originally a four part and then they added two additional um episodes uh ser- it's like an ova series that um tells the foundation of um it's based on a manga that came out in 2005 um 2001 the manga was in 2001 and then um it was adapted into an anime in, in 2015 um but the origin is like focused on the beginnings of the one-year war and retelling honestly the story of um, Mobile Suit Gundam through the eyes of Sela Mass and Shar Osnabul, mm-hmm. the two children of um, Zeon Deku. And so the origin starts us um, kind of with the death of Zeon, uh, the person, and then demonstrates how, or it just kind of takes us through how does Shar become the Red Comet, you know, how does Sela get to Side 7. Um, and how does the Zabi family 
start the one year war. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, howdy, is it so good. <laughs> it's quite good. There's a couple of things that are like a little retconned, in my opinion, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's still good. Still really good. Yeah, it, you know, um, it starts, I want to say it starts in like UC 0059 or 61 or something like that. Yeah. Um, cause, cause Sayla's really young and Char is still a young kid. Um, and they're, it's primarily focused on like the political machinations of the, you know, the zombie family trying to get control and then demand independence for their, um, their colony, their side, space noids in general. Um, and, you know, Zeon Decum is, dies about to give a speech rallying people for independence the zabi family blames on the federation um but you know the dakin family is taken in by jimba rao um who was another important like family inside the republic of zeon number one badass um, of all time <laughs> well his son um it was jimba rao who's the who's like the the father and, and ramba rao uh, who we talked about um, a little bit earlier is like his his son, his like younger uh, younger son who's in the the Zeon military, um, and is actually a really badass character. Dude, Rumble Raleigh is my favorite character of in Gundam. So good. Um, so he's the best. Yeah, and it like Origin is just so interesting because it you know it takes us from. Um, basically like Shar and Sela they are and their mother are taken in by Jimba Rao but um, Jimba Rao tries to tries to secure some better equipment for fighting against the zombies and the zombies find out about it so he gets so they, they send an attack force um, and so they have to escape they escape to earth uh, where they're taken in by the Mass family, uh, which is where Sayla gets her name. Um, and then that goes south too, because the Zabi family won't stop trying to kill these two kids, so they escape to the Texas colony, <laughs> which is a, a locale in Gundam where a really iconic battle between Amuro and Shar takes place. Um, so they're there, and then we find out where Shar gets his name Shar from. Uh, and then Shar joins the military. Sela, uh goes on to become like his medical training. Um, and then the Zabi family starts the one year war. Uh, and we see that. And there's just a lot. There's like a lot is covered in origin. Well, and it's you s- it's so good. I don't want to spoil it. But you skip the part where uh, Shar goes to like the academy. Oh yeah, the military academy, the, the Dawn Rebellion, and that's where he yeah. that's where he meets well, that's where he meets Garma and becomes his friend. Garma, yeah. Uh, um, and then they they kind of start the one year war. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really escalate things, don't they? Well, yeah. Shar manipulates Garma um, into starting the one year war. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's very interesting because it's like the origin really hammers home the point that like Shar Aznable is the central character of Gundam like he is what is 
he's like the oversized gravitational force that pulls everything in um and makes things happen yeah like like the zombie family would have done stuff without him but his involvement in everything sets the course for the the uc century or the uc timeline yeah yeah he's (laughs) great (laughs) (laughs) he's a but he's like like he's actually like a like a really shitty sociopath for most of the origin Mm -hmm. but which i thought was an interesting characterization for him um well, he I mean he's is he's like fifteen and he's like pissed off, yeah. and so it makes sense. But he like gets it together <laughs> later on. Yeah, <laughs> and it, you know he's trying. It's like clear that he's trying to like. He ha- he knows that he wants to. He wants to be a part of it, and he wants to make a name for himself, and he wants to be positioned so that he can do something but you can kind of see that he doesn't know what that is just quite yet um there are some things he does in the origin where it's like he is clearly playing both sides but he doesn't know necessarily what the consequences are going to be always um i think the origin is also really interesting because we get this port we get a, a, a really much better look at the zabi family yeah um who in gundam they're just like the villains but in this they're like oh they have their own desires and schemes and personalities um that was honestly one of my favorite things about the origin is that is the look of the zabi family yeah yeah it makes me feel a little bit worse for garma zabi yeah (laughs) because um like shar's attitude toward Mineva doesn't really make sense <laughs> in my opinion like if he he like cares I, th- I think I'm saying that right Mineva right Mineva Zabi yes Mineva's like he cares for her and wants to like support her mm-hmm. but like I would argue Garma is like almost the exact same level of innocent <laughs> mm-hmm. as her but instead just like props him up to be killed <laughs> yeah i think i mean maybe you could make the argument that because mineva wasn't alive when the zabi family assassinated his father he views her as a little bit more innocent yeah um that's true that, that could be yeah yeah but i mean i don't know garma's a little kid he doesn't know what's going on <laughs> yeah but also mineva's mother was in the academy with him and helped with the dawn rebellion so maybe he feels some um i don't know maybe there's some connection there where he's like you were you were useful (laughs) during the dawn rebellion i don't know i don't know because he also blatantly sets up that kid who figured out it was castable true (laughs) he (laughs) poor guy i know um yeah and we get like so we get to find out you know how much of a terrible person uh Gerhern is um we get to see like Kaiselia is always like on the on the edge of being terrible yeah um, she's like come on kinda. <laughs> yeah and she straight up assassinates her brother right like he, she's the one who kills the the brother that dies right in the beginning yeah for slapping her <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yes, he definitely does that. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we get Dolza, who, or, yeah, Do- Dolza. Do- is it Dolza? Um, I thought it was Dozel. Dozel? Dozel, you're right. Um, yeah, Dozel Zabi, who is the thirdborn um, son, of, and he's, like, this big, muscular dude um, and head of the, like, space pack force. Um, for a while, he's in, in charge of the academy where Shar and, and um, Garma train. Um, he's my favorite zombie. Yeah. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's good. He's he's so pure. He's just like I want to have. Yeah. I want to have big Gundams, and I want to like <laughs> blow stuff up, and like, you know, I don't want to kill anyone really though. But you have to because it's war, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's like, he he has this great moment where he's like, he feels terrible about what they did, um, with the colony, and. He goes and he's talking to his wife and he's like, you know, I'm a soldier and my job is just to protect the ones I love. And I have to assume that the Federation is doing the exact same thing. And so our motivations are the same. We're just going to have to fight it out on the on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he and he's like seeing his portrayal is one thing that helped me kind of view. Take a more um middle ground perspective on <laughs> federation versus Zeon. um oh yeah yeah and because like he cares about his his soldiers and his team um i mean he, he even like lets uh rumble Rao, like back in after yeah uh his sister wants to freaking murder him right <laughs> right <laughs> and he develops mobile suits yeah it's his um we have you have Dolzo to thank for, um, for Zaku's man, for Zaku's <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he um he kind of props up the a secret operation to um develop mobile suits that can fight against the gun tanks that the Federation uses to control pop to basically control the space colony, yeah. um, and they they start as mobile workers. They're like bipedal mechs suits to to help with construction, and then they develop them into the Zaku um, with Dr. Minofsky. I really like um, the part where, uh, speaking of gun tanks to control the population, I like the part where Char like raises his hand and he's like, "Hey, I just want to know, like, why are we training? <laughs> like." Who yeah who uh <laughs> are we training to fight? <laughs> Which raises a great question of like why like that that means that the Federation this entire time up until this point has mega weapons and ships and the, a massive space navy literally mm-hmm. so they can destroy people in case they rebel. Yeah. There's no fighting force to fight. Because at this point, you know, Xeon is just like, like a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a national guard for side three, <laughs> so they're just like, yeah. why why are we doing this? Like, who are we supposed to be fighting? <laughs> yeah, Shar in the academy is like, kind of the best Shar in that, um, because he is he's he's like, he's still trying to figure out what he wants to do, but he's also knows he's like, he he knows he wants to push some buttons. 
Um, and so he asked that question of like a Federation um, commander who's there to inspect the unit um, after he shard devises a strategy for them to win a, a war game mm -hmm. where they really weren't they weren't supposed to win yeah um yeah and it's it's interesting because like i wouldn't necessarily advise people to get into gundam if the only thing they care about is like mechs and and action because <laughs> really at the at its core Gundam is honestly it's a war series. It's about war. Um, Lucky for you, most people don't care about mechs in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So <laughs> that's fine. That's true. Um, but you have to also be kind of interested in a war story. Um, and especially with the origin. It's like you get a gun tank here and there, you get to see them developing the Zaku. Um, it opens with some pretty intense Zaku action, but um it's really much more about the war and the the ship on ship conflict yeah yeah it's good stuff man gundam universe really good is, stuff. is so interesting <laughs> and like i consumed a ton of gundam but somehow you still outpaced me <laughs> uh yeah and i will add i watched this stuff in the middle of watching Zeta. Like, watching <laughs> Zeta was my nighttime watch, and, and yeah. watching these other shows was like putting it on while I'm working during the day. Because <laughs> uh, I, I made that choice because 0083 and 8th MS Team, like, I've seen before uh, mm -hmm. more more than once. So it's like, it's not so necessary to rewatch these shows. So I don't, have to, I don't right. have to pay as much of attention to it. Uh, and. So 8th MS Team um, aired on Adult Swim uh, is very frequently def described as like Gundam's take on Vietnam. Um, it follows a, a ground ground team um, during the one-year war, kind of fighting it out with Zeon forces. Um, really, really great series. I think it's six episodes, six OVAs? No, it's uh, 12 episodes. 12? Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's like Romeo and Juliet in space <laughs> and on the ground. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah, I didn't like it as much. <laughs> this, <Yeah>. this rewatch. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I was just like, this is kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. It has really good, like, animation. Like, it's fantastic animation. Mm -hmm. Fantastic music and like mech design is cool characters are a little bit lacking in my opinion mm -hmm. yeah um it just didn't didn't do a good like for a show that's supposed to be about like like this like i said before like a romeo and juliet kind of situation like how the zeon officer and the federation officer like come to an understanding and they don't want to fight anymore it's supposed to like you know mm -hmm blur the lines a little bit about like what's good and bad like the rest of Gundam is supposed to do but they like right. they like put it in the middle of like these like characters who cannot change on their convictions <laughs> and they're just like no mm -hmm. I'm good no I'm good and like there's like too many like ultimate ultimate evil characters mm -hmm. 
I'm just like, all right. Yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. And it's like eighth MS team is really interesting because it was released over several years. Um, and so I think there's a lot of, I think the story kind of gets stretched thin because well, the, it was done over such a long time. The director also dies in the middle. Yeah. So it changes di- that hurts direction. I don't know. It's just kind of a, it's kind of a mess. Like it, it does look beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really get it, like what the main point they're trying to drive home is. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I, if I do get it, that means it's I think it's too shallow, personally. Mm-hmm. It's just like let's all live together happily. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> like okay, like Gundam already said that told that story. Uh, right. I was hoping for more. I don't know, some more. more. I was hoping for more more depth but it they just didn't it, do it for me yeah i mean azms team's um true contribution to the betterment of humanity is the episode involving the gun tanks and the goof custom yeah um which is i i'm i imagine that most people who have ever like googled gundam or maybe even seen a clip of gundam have probably seen um the easy eight ground type gundam fighting the the blue goof the natazaku yeah which and also like i don't really like the look of the easy eight looks kind of stupid and oh i love the look of easy <laughs> and i don't understand what makes it different than the regular rx789 ground type mm-hmm. like it's mass produced i guess <laughs> <laughs> i don't really understand what makes that gundam also different than a gm I don't really understand yeah. why there's an Orosu team with Gundams and nobody else has Gundams. Uh, there's right. a lot of things I don't understand about the continuity and like what's going on. Yeah, and that's kind of the issue with um, them expanding or telling side stories during the one-year war is that... Side stories are fine, like, but they just got to make it more believable. Well, yeah, uh, so... It's like kind of the Star Wars issue where it's like when Star Wars was originally made, you know, it seemed futuristic for Darth Vader to have big clunky buttons on his chest. But the further into the future we get, the more we look at that and we're like, well, that's dumb. And so um, when you look at something like um, the prequel trilogy in Star Wars, where they kind of tweak the tech a bit to make it a little more on par with what we would expect having progressed further into the future it makes it look weird in continuity with the original uh, yeah and so i know what you're saying i think that's what happened uh, you think that's I, I don't think that's exactly what happens here because i think i mean they show us the like the other tech and vehicles are the same like the goof is the mm-hmm. same zakas are the same but these like weird ground gundams that were never mentioned before are yeah. here and they're just like worse gundams so <laughs> i don't understand why they're even there like the, the whole show would have been way cooler if um their their team was gms yeah and then like uh, then the easy eight like prototype comes in at the end and they're like oh we got this weird thing like that's like more believable yeah. but like that i'd actually agree with but you there. The, the fact that like on earth in like a random jungle they just gave 
one small team Gundams? Well, I mean, he is a pretty proficient pilot. I mean, he does some crazy stuff with a ball in the beginning. Yeah, but he was already on his way there. <laughs> and the Gundams were already there. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just we should explain. unbelievable. Yeah, we should explain for the benefit of the audience. Um, so the Gundams, the, the iconic um, unit that Amuro Ray pilots in Mobile Suit Gundam, um, it's special. It's like unique. Uh, and the Federation, near the end of the one-year war, starts to be able to develop um, this unit called the GM, or a Jimmy, um, that is like kind of a generic, mass-produced, looks like the Gundam, but it, its color scheme is a little different. It's not as, its armaments are not as diverse, and it's not as, um, it's just a, it's a grunt u- unit. Right. And so, um, 8th MS team, you do see some GMs and some people pilot s- certain ground type GMs that look a little different, but the main character pilots this thing called an Easy Eight ground type gun. Only in the last part, um, he doesn't. Pl- they pilot all three of the normal Gundams in the beginning. Right, right. Um, and so it is a little weird because it's like, where did this thing come from and how did we never hear about it? There's that. And there's um, the fact that it like is unremarkable in every way. Like it can't use <laughs> thrusters and walks all slow. I'm just like, what's Gundam about this? Like nothing. <laughs> like, I understand you want to sell toys, but it's not a Gundam. I had that model it's, kit. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a GM. They, I like in the, toward the end, they like, the head of the one of the Gundams gets knocked off, so they replace it with a GM's mm-hmm. head. Yeah. And then I'm in, I like in looking at that silhouette and that model. I'm just like, yeah, that fits better. These these things <laughs> are like GMs. Like it's ridiculous that they mm-hmm. have like these detailed Gundamish heads because they're not yeah. really Gundam. Like they're just walking armor. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And then you also watched um, 0083, Stardust Memories. Yeah, that's my... Which is another 12, 12 episode OVA. Yeah, that, now that show has no problems still. It's so good. It's like Top Gun, but Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with like the like semi-cheesy but still awesome like pop heavy metal soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And just like it's just homage to Top Gun in every way. And it, um, so it's kind of the bridge between, you alluded to it in our last episode, um, it kind of, it comes much late, it like, in terms of being created and released, it comes a lot later than um, Zeta Gundam, but it, it kind of illustrates the pivot from the Federation being quote-unquote good to being, like, really suspect. Yeah, um, yeah, basically, yeah, the <laughs> remnants a remnant fleet uh, steals whoever thought okay first of all whoever thought building like a nuclear launching Gundam was a good idea is it's against the Antarctica yeah I don't even know why they built it so so (laughs) there's a lot of problems with the beginning premise like first of all they're Anaheim ships a bunch of Gundams to this like top gun uh, test pilot school for them to like test out and the top gun test pilot school is located in uh, Australia, a.k.a. right next to the giant crater where the original colony dropped. Yeah. 
and um which, which is fine it's all fine it's like super super late 80s top gun fighter pilot vibes going on in this show which is i'm i'm all for it that's great uh but they have this mm-hmm. normal gundam uh the gpo1a and this yep this chunky boy gundam the gpo2a that Oh yeah, the GPO-2A is such a great. Mobile it's game. cool, but like its only purpose is to launch a tactile nuke from its bazooka. <laughs> and I it has a big ass shield. I, well, the shield and the shield is the shield is cool because it's like the cooling unit for the whole suit. You have to have the shield on, mm-hmm. and I don't know, it, like all mechanically and and everything, it's fine. I I think it's cool, but like the premise is like. We, they go into like the nu- the nuclear storage bunker to grab a, a warhead so they can I don't know if they actually plan to fire the warhead but they get a l- real <laughs> live warhead and stick it with the Gundam they can launch it just like you know and totally just totally safe they just stick it in there in the hangar <laughs> with people ru- like running around and you know how the Federation is yep. with like security on how easy it is to just like walk in there and take a Gundam. Apparently, apparently yep. <laughs> all those like guide wires and like diagnostic, like things that are plugged in all over the Gundams, like when they're in the hangar, just get you can just rip them out and blast away, <laughs> and there's no repercussions. Because <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Like they 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 steal yep. like the Xeon Remnant guy steals like a fully functional nuclear launching device. Which gives me all kinds I, of problems. Sure I, have, I have so many questions. Like, did they did they plan to do like a test run where they shoot the nuke? They don't. I mean, there's nothing in Australia. They anymore, don't say so that, but that's that's what they're like gearing up to do. <laughs> like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. So they like do that. They steal a nuclear device. Which, why? Uh, and then, uh, you know, cause a bunch of problems. And their plan is to like yep. drop another thing onto Earth. Operation Stardust, it's always the plan. yeah, which <laughs> is pretty cool. Like the whole the whole like show is cool. It's all super eighties action, good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I love the the main um, the main villain Gato. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in the very first couple of episodes, or he he's like, uh, he steals the Gundam right, and he is like standing in the middle of open field, and the main character gets in the other Gundam to stop him. And and Gato's just like, let me tell you about my ideals. <laughs> and then the 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 main character who's like a rookie test pilot is just like like what? Like who are you? Like what are you doing? And he's just like, Well I thought you were a real pilot. I'm not gonna tell you my ideals and just like speeds away. <laughs> he's like come He's also very like yeah, it's great. shades and uh he has a really good hair. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, there's like a, <laughs> just a bunch of like ragtag group of like old test pilots who are like super mm-hmm. sexist and like <laughs> like have big mustaches and flight jackets, and they're just like, oh, we're the '80s fighter pilot guys. <laughs> just like, oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> it's just over the top, but it's it's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, it's very good. Uh, but yeah, the the fact that uh, the Xeon Remnant Force steals a nuclear weapon triggers the Federation to be like, well, that's not happening again. Let's make the Titans <laughs> to like go hunt those guys. Right, right. 
yeah, that's that's yeah. all the Gundam I can see. Oh, uh, except for Unicorn, but we'll talk about that some other time. Right, we're gonna save Unicorn for another time. Um, but yeah, 0083 is one that I kind of want to watch. Um, after I finish Unicorn, um, and then we also did some. Um, I mentioned this last episode. We were doing some testing, um, on watching stuff with people, and so we watched a bit of. 0080 war in the pocket i think we watched like the first half of it it's only six episodes yeah i think we watched the first two um we get back on that but we watched a lot of gundam <laughs> yeah that is not that's not an exaggeration at all like like yeah. hours like like over 100 hours of gundam <laughs> just a copious amount <laughs> um how should people watch gundam if they've made it this far in the conversation they're like Okay, these two idiots haven't turned me off of Gundam, so maybe I'll check it out. How should they? If watch you've it? made it this far and have never watched Gundam but are still listening to us, like, like you might be a new type. <laughs> 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 You're just like, go on. So everything so far sounds great, but what do I? How do I watch Gundam? Um, I don't know. I, I've struggled with like trying to recommend what the, what people should watch. Um, yeah. I, I hesitate I, I hesitate with recommending side stories like Eighth MS Team or 0080 or 0083 mm-hmm. because maybe 0080 is is fine, but it's mm-hmm. for because like I think you really need a core understanding of like who's fighting and why and and so you need that and 0083 or Eighth MS Team you kind of lose it a little bit like you understand what's going on but not yeah. really why. 0080, you don't need any of that stuff. Like, that's a really good standalone to watch. But I also think mm-hmm. it's not a good jumping-off point to decide whether or not you like Gundam. No. Because it's two of it's like it's a real human story with, like, Nexus props. Mm-hmm. Even more so than, like, right. you know, other Gundam stuff is. So mm-hmm. uh, I still don't think that's good. Uh, so I think watching, like... Maybe I I think watching the original trilogy first, and just yeah. sucking it up with people who don't like bad animation, mm-hmm. <laughs> just just suck it up and watch <laughs> it, and and pay attention. Uh, yeah, and and the animation's honestly it's not terrible. No, I no, mean it's it's, not. it's like watching a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Classic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like it's fine. It's not good, but it's not it's not the worst. There are a lot of times when the Gundam is way off model. Or like, oh, or like yeah. the Zaku has like this. There's like this funny frame that I like that, the, like the front, you know, like the front pipes of the face on the Zaku. Like mm-hmm. that, like mask part where the pipes go into, right under the eye, mm-hmm. is all jacked. Like there's a shot where it just looks <laughs> like, it's like that little funnel thing is as big as the head. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is happening here? Oh, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, my favorite is when the there's like a sequence where they didn't want to draw the rest of the Gundam, so they just hid it behind its shield. And so you can just see its head poking out behind the shield that is way too big. Yeah, they make a lot of stupid things like that, which, which for me, in the movie, there's no excuse because the whole point of the movie was to like retouch up that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I would agree, though. I think you have to, like, you just need, if you're going to dive into the Universal Century Gundam, just start with the compilation movies they're actually really well done and while they're not perfect in getting a full understanding of everything i think if you go 
original Mobile Suit Gundam trilogy trilogy movies and then just do the origin. Yeah. yeah. Um and that cu- that fills everything else in. Yeah, and if you like both of those things, uh the average of them would be Zeta. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Zeta has like better animation, better suit designs, more <laughs> dark storytelling. But I don't know. If you like eighties, you like this. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- and great characters. Um but don't watch the Zeta trilogy movies. No, I wouldn't recommend um, those. new translation. I would not recommend those. I mean, if you watch them, yeah, watch. It's fine, but it's not as good as the watching the original things. I think, in my opinion, mostly because they yeah. they reanimate some of it in modern art and like three D, not th- not CG, but like computer aided two D animation, and it just looks off because it's like one scene will be just directly lifted out of the original TV. And then the next scene will be like this mm-hmm. new looking animation, and it just really throws off the continuity. And then they also change yeah, some I of the the story points a little points. bit. Yeah. 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 So watch original Zeta, and then um, I guess Char's counterattacks, or I guess. Um, yeah. From where I'm at right now in Double Zeta, it's not must skip. It's totally. Mm. It's totally watchable. Like I don't know. I was led to believe it was like slapstick stupid, but it's it's not. It's it's like the lighthearted parts of of original Mobile Suit Gundam, but like mm-hmm. more often in the first half, and then the okay. second half just jumps right back into the normal Zeta kind of form. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's good because. Double Zeta has a lot of really cool mech designs, like really cool. And the main antagonist becomes Neo Zeon, so you get more Zeon action. That makes sense. Do you think if someone, so let's say someone watches, like, they make it through the original trilogy, they make it through the origin, should they put 0083 before Zeta? Um, you, you can. It's it's totally it's I mean you will not miss anything that's going on so yeah no problem mm-hmm. there. Kind of fill those gaps in, and then you know double Zeta Shars counterattack, and then the ending, mobile uh, unicorn. The unicorn, yeah. And I, which is up next. Nice, and I would say like eight the mess team. It's not bad. It's just not as like. Mm-hmm. good as i remember i i in my memory it's just like super solid good story but <laughs> watching it just now i'm just like what it's not as cool <laughs> it's just not as like well thought out as i thought it was yeah i think yeah it's kind of nostalgia glasses with yeah is but zeta is as good as i remember for sure yeah i was shocked at how much <laughs> i enjoyed zeta Uh yeah, and definitely watch Unicorn. I I highly recommend that. Yeah. And double double O eighty, you can watch that as soon as you as soon as you watch probably as soon as you watch the the original Gundam, even without the origin, you can mm-hmm. watch double O eighty. It's it's really like completely side story. Like it's 
not like yeah self-contained like doesn't influence anything no, else you, you just need to know the warring parties but that's it like yeah um yeah so like kind of the fundamental question mm -hmm. and we've always been opposite on opposite sides of this um but you know there's two factions of e in gundam you you know there's the principality of zeon um and its permutations through time and the federation you know the earth government um i have always been a very <laughs> um firm supporter of the federation um viewing them as like oh these are the good guys i think they're right and i get i catch a lot of crap <laughs> from the anti-pros creative team um who are all almost without fail uh very uh hard line zeon supporters and i think piper is actually more aligned with the au and not like a hard line zeon supporter but true um and so like i for years years i have caught grief for my support of the federation um and you know i was watching the recap movies and i basically got to the the rombo Rao arc uh and i think i sent you like a text being like you know we have to talk about this on the show but i think my opinion is changing um was, and it's funny because like what a proud day that was for me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, you know, I started to see, because, like, I think one of the things that Tamino really fails to do is humanize the Federation uh, in the same way that the Xeon forces get, get humanized, um, which, you know, consuming so much Gundam, I'm like, oh, you know what, I actually feel more for the Xeon soldiers, and I find their, because they actually have, like, a position, like a philosophical position, whereas the Federation is just, like, we're enforcing the status quo um and i i agree i find myself agreeing with the position that zeon puts forward that you know colonies should have self-determination and self-governance um and i support that position now i think you made a mistake <laughs> in encouraging me to watch the origins because um it gives me a more nuanced position where um, I think my new position is I'm neutral, uh, and I really dislike the zombie family. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's fair to dislike the zombie family, sure. That's my... Because I'm like... I think Xeon soldiers have a more valid and moral position in the war. I think what they're fighting for has merit and is much better would be a much better existence for them to succeed and, and gain autonomy than for the federation to keep doing whatever it's doing um however the issue is the principality of zeon is like led by a monarchy essentially um and uh garen um zabi is like the worst yeah of course uh you know he orchestrates um operation british dropping a colony on the planet and then towards the end of the war he you know is like yeah and we're gonna we're gonna cull the population yeah. and only let new types live yeah 
<laughs> basically. <laughs> and it's and it's like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. I never said I supported Gurren. Like he he is terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he just like you know assassinates his father when he's when as soon as he hears that he's like he's yep. like oh shit we got to make peace now I'm gonna go make peace. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because like the zombie family basically eats itself. Yeah. Char starts things off by getting rid of Garma, but then the others just implode. Well, then he kills uh, Cassilia. Yeah, Cassilia. He just like s- snipes her point blank with a giant ass laser. With a bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After she basically does the same thing yeah. to um, uh, Garen. <laughs> yeah, but I like Cassilia yeah. is like super com- is like in conflict with what i think because like yeah. i'm just like she's super complicit in most of this but mm-hmm. i mean she finds out who char is and is just like hmm that's fine my family kind of <laughs> sucks <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> whatever help me and we'll be and everything yeah, okay. will be okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they all like ultimately they're all out for themselves, yeah. um, which I think is their undoing, except for uh, Dozel. Yeah, Dozel's like out for just like having cool, cool equipment. <laughs> yeah, cool equipment and the big. Yeah, band. he's just like I like I like uh, experimental crazy weapons and fighting to protect his yeah. daughter. Yeah, so I agree with you yeah, there. So I'm. I'm still a hard no on the zombies, but um, it's fine. Neon doesn't mean zombie. I, I would love neon means freedom exactly. for space noise. <laughs> yeah. So post post zombie family Zeon, I'm okay with, uh, and I think I think their soldiers kind of have a much more understandable position. All right. I um, mean, this is this is a yeah. fair assessment. This is like a fair middle ground. Uh, of Progress. course, I would have. Uh, hoped that you would just jump on the the Zeon train full steam ahead but it's okay yeah i think and you know we talked on a few episodes back we touched on this but i think like a huge hang up people are going to have when they look at Zeon like if you're new to Gundam and you come in and you just look at like the Zeon iconography you're just like oh these guys are nazis yeah. but it's like no i mean it's like Kind of their aesthetic is, it feels that way, but they're you know it's. That's what I've been saying. Fortunately, it's not. It's like pretty far That's from. What it. Um, That's what I've been saying. So I've been saying. I've been saying this so many times. I've been convinced <laughs> of this now having consumed so much of it because I'm like, okay, that's not a very fair position to take on them. Yeah, sure. Like um, the aesthetic makes them look like the bad guys, and that's like the point for like yeah. selling toy purposes, right? But mm-hmm. no, it's not. With the exception of of Garen, who is literally Hitler. Yeah. Um, yeah, his father calls him <laughs> out on it. He's like, "You're, you're you ever heard yeah. of Hitler?" <laughs> and he's just like that man from the Middle Ages. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> Don't forget that the people yeah. turned against Hitler as he's like walking away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it is quite good, and I'm glad to know that uh, in the situation you would join the AU. Um, that's fine. Yeah. That's that's the reasonable position. Yeah, I definitely, I would not be a titan. That's good. 
I mean, maybe you would at the beginning before you knew all the truths, like Emma. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be an Emma. <laughs> like, oh, this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. I'm morally opposed to this. Let's go. All right. We're good. Good. Now, all's right with the world now. Yep. <laughs> We've said it all correct. <clears throat> oh, man. Um. Now I'm like... I'm like eyeing what else is there to like I'm going to do unicorn and um, we'll have a conversation about yeah, that. Yeah, that'll be like the cuz then I'm like cuz it, uh, it it might yeah. change your opinion a little bit, probably not after what I've heard just now. It's <laughs> it's I think you'll just be like this is a good story, but your opinion will be the same. But it's 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 yeah, good. We'll it's it's good. They change tactics. No not really a spoiler, but no colony drops. They change tactics. Ooh, they figure out good. that that's not the way to do it. And a different way is Oh, wow. I'm so, I'm so glad <laughs> that the message finally got through <laughs> to them after like five <laughs> attempts. <laughs> well, yeah. It didn't work, so let's try something else. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, There's so much. I'm thinking I'm about um, all Gundam. Yeah, I'm. I know you've been getting you've you've been getting some model kits. I'm I've been thinking about um, trying to pick up um, maybe the Master Grade um, Origins version of the Gundam RX seven eight. I have a so right next to me right now. I have my old trusty first model kit I ever built, the uh, the RX seven eight ma uh, Master nice. Grade. And I did a really bad job with it. I have it sitting here, and I <laughs> I took it up kind of apart. And yeah, what was I thinking? Like, <laughs> it's the only thing that comes to mind. Like, I'm <coughs> I basically didn't use nippers to take the things off. So yeah. there's like th there's like pieces of the runners sticking out all over, <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, I lost, I lost one of the, the poly caps in the middle. So, uh, oh, so like the Gundam's waist kind of doesn't have articulation. It just sort of flops around freely and, uh, <laughs> that kind of sucks. So I need to figure out how to like manufacture my own like bushing to stick in there. So it doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. And then, yeah, I need to just go out and pick up another one. I could, but this is. This is my my first kit I ever yeah, made. I so there's a couple of plastic bits that are a little bit broken, like they snapped. So mm -hmm. I'm just gonna clean the whole thing up and probably do some detail nice. painting on it, give it some new life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, definitely gotta scratch that itch now. Watch so much. Oh gunman. yeah, now now it's the, that's the next part. You just sit there and build. What else you got? <laughs> There's no more to watch. Just like, just I don't know. Be a nerd. <laughs> Start from the top. <laughs> Maybe just watch Double Data. I might get there. after Unicorn. Just re think, think back and see what you want to do. Yeah, that's a struggle. And I've been thinking about like, well, now that I've done this, I could do Legend of the Galactic Hero. 
Hero. I know, yeah. I've been meaning to finish that up. We should do that. It's a lot. Not 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 right it's away. Like not like tomorrow. But yeah, uh, we could. It's gonna take some we time. We could do off. this exact uh, episode format, but with Legend of the Galactic Hero. Oh, we probably It'd could. Be real fun. Uh, that I think it's about as the same same amount of content as we consume for yeah. Gundam. Maybe a, like a forty-four episode. Yeah, or something. I mean, I could, I could probably knock that out in a month. <laughs> yeah. <sure. laughs> Good stuff. Well, yeah. This was Gundam. Do we have any final thoughts? This was Gundam. Um, I think people should check it out. I think um, one of the things I noticed watching, especially a lot of the older Gundam, is how much it's still referenced in things. Mm -hmm. Um, there are definitely iconic poses and characters and actions that you'll see crop up in anime today so i think it's really important that people maybe understand this kind of foundational text in the especially in like the sci-fi genre for anime um and like we've discussed a little bit like gundam is japan's star wars um they built they just built a big moving one in yokohama so yeah Things i know amazing. i need to go over there and see it but uh yeah. corona and all um <laughs> right um but like it's just i think people should check it out i hope hopefully this conversation hasn't driven anybody away from it and they they can kind of understand why they should check it and watch it and know how to know how to what order it goes yeah. in um because i i think it's i think uc gundam is really exciting like there's some good ac stuff like you know i probably a rewatch of gundam wing probably wouldn't be the worst idea right now um i thought that too a little bit but i was kind of like maybe i should rewatch gundam wing <laughs> just because why not <laughs> yeah i started iron blooded orphan a long time ago and people i just never made it that far and people I liked say that's it. good yeah i'm just not ready i'm not ready yeah. to give up on uc yet. i know the uc yeah I, i'm the same way i'm like uc ride <laughs> or die like yeah yeah but oh I, I, this has been a really great way to start the year i feel like yeah um, man it's uh gundam uh reddit kids are taking over the stocks it's it's it's, it's a real turnaround it's a it's <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's good, gonna be a year. good year well with that um i guess go to our website at www.anybrospodcast.com yeah. visit our friends at www. Yeah. AnyBrosCreative.com. Tell your friends to watch Gundam. Yeah, leave us comments on the show. What, what is your favorite Gundam? What is your favorite mobile suit? Who's your favorite character? Um, you know, if you had to, if you had to fight in the war, which side would you be on? Let us know. Yeah, please comment. I love getting comments because it makes uh, the motivation for putting out episodes much higher. If we get zero comments, it's kind of it's a real drag to uh, <laughs> just be like, I don't know if anyone's listening to this, but I'll keep talking into the ether. And lately, <laughs> we've been getting average of two to three comments, so that's 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 yeah, great. Yeah, awesome. We really appreciate everybody yeah. listening. Um, cool. Well, uh, yeah. watch Unicorn first and foremost, Will and do. Uh, next time, 
we can talk about Gridman. Because I'm sure you have a lot to say about that. Yeah. I do have a lot to say about Gridman. Should rewatch that. <laughs> Never thought that. I okay. knew that'd be a fun, a fun side. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it's <such laughs> <a trip. laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Sakoku underscore Otaku. I am at Leighton Voth. Um, that's it. Yeah. Don't let Earth's gravity. I was going to say that. Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Zeta line? Um, uh, wait, whoa, 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 what? Who? There's a lot of lines. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's like the narrator says it every episode, like after the recap. Um, find it soon enough you'll have to you'll have to patch it in in the closing right. but it's like um time will reveal the tears of <laughs> i'll be I'll, uh, I'll be honest i skipped basically the recap every single time i i went oh directly no. to the title card because uh i was on a i was on a a speed binge <laughs> gotcha <laughs> all right well okay that's the end Thanks for Cue listening. up the music. Fade it out. <laughs>